1: Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Jamie Martin. Jamie is an award-winning sales professional who is passionate about sales training to help businesses grow by improving their gross sales. Jamie, thanks very much for joining me today.
2: Thank you for having me on the show, Ben. I've been listening to your um, podcast recently and some fantastic episodes, so (laughs) really great to be a part of it.
1: I'm I'm just doing my small bit to encourage the listening of the Aussie accent wherever possible, (laughs) so thank you for helping me spread that. Jamie do you want to start by giving us a little summary of you and what you do to help uh, b2b companies grow
2: Yeah, so I have a, a background in in business to business and a bit of business to consumer and sales 10 years sales experience uh, Within a, in a corporate space sales marketing media and my career was six years in recruitment uh, I founded my business correct careers coaching. This is a modern sales training and sales strategy company So effectively, I will work with uh, business to business clients, professional services, business services, including HR, um, accountancy firms, solicitors, et cetera, and other types of companies as well. And I'll look at how we can support uh, team and development. So looking at their sales experience, their, their customer service experience, but not only that working with the leaders of the business to look at their sales strategy and process and effectively the, the mission is to improve gross sales within in the business uh, especially uh, in a forever adapting world um, in the in the last uh, you know year or so, um, I've already provided um, my sales training to about twenty eight different industry sectors. Nice. So it does it does show that there is um, a, a marketplace for you know increased sales and, and, and utilizing social media is is, a, is part of the modern sales training. Um, all size businesses and uh, yeah you know it's, it's some good case studies of how to client double their um, customer base. And I recently was just awarded uh, awarded from SME News the best SME sales training consultancy within the Southwest England. So I am celebrating wow. this week. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you.
1: We'll share a, a, a virtual champagne or something here. <laughs> yeah. And a high five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's cool. And you mentioned sales strategy and sales process. And, and that that's just so key because, people when they're talking to me or if, uh, in, in situations where they're trying to say what well, we want to grow our business and what sales and marketing tactics can we do to drive up sales or win new clients and it's really important i think to take a step back and say right how do you actually make sales what's your process involved in that so how would you advise a business to map out or define their sales process and sales strategy
2: yeah it's, it's a really good uh Point there and question. Then you know every company's different. Their 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 customers are different. Their processes will be different. And it really is uh, an integral part of the business that needs to be refined and analysed regularly, you know, whether it's monthly or quarterly. When I had my background in in a a global recruitment company, you know, we would be resetting uh, our KPIs quite often, uh, you know, because we had to analyse what's working, what's not working, because, uh, you know, the the market is changing. We are in a a different world now. Um, It's not the, you know, traditional, uh, you know, cold knocking on doors sort of selling it is you know a, a digital uh, era uh, mm-hmm. but also you know it, it's, it's where I think because there is a lot of noise uh, in a, you know sort of that conversation you know social media is quite noisy and there's a lot of competition um, from loads of different types of businesses out there so you need to refine your, your your strategy and your process of selling so you can first of all identify you know who is your ideal customer avatar um, and, and how to approach them and how to communicate with them, I think, is, is probably the, the right sort of um, context to think about. So yeah. your question regarding sales strategy and process. Um, first thing I would probably look at is, is the customer journey. So you've got an existing process in at the moment with any type of business this is, you know, what is the customer journey? So how are they coming through to you on the sales funnel? Is this via your website? Is this from, you know, LinkedIn? Uh, Is this from uh, email marketing campaign? You know, how are they uh, initially approaching you? once they are in in the process you know how are you communicating with them uh, what are the touch points uh, during that process and then the conversion part of that so you'll be looking at so questioning uh, looking at how you can negotiate properly with them what are their needs are and then you know it will be after conversion the the follow up process as well and you know, those, those are some, you know, topic areas within the seller's process, but each stage of that journey is, is absolutely vital because if you are not looking after the, the the customer and their needs, they are more likely going to at least research your competitors. So the sales funnel of the customer journey is, is probably the most integral part to work out where your leads are coming from. And then, you know, whether it's in a look at different ITT resources uh, or your marketing material, once you identify that, you can, you can actually reinvest, uh, you know, your, your profits back into that area to increase your customer uh, flow. Um, and then you need to look at, okay, so what part of the process are we actually losing customers? And I was working with uh, you know, a few companies recently, their lead generation was, was very strong. They were actually getting some good customer um, footfall from uh, Facebook advertising, but they were only converting about 10 to 15%. So it's not the actual lead generation, the the gap within the process that's not being able to convert the client. Uh, and whether that's um, a knowledge gap of, of the of the selling techniques, or whether the, the touch points during the the, the, the customer journey has not been, you know, the, the, the sort of lead times has not been acquired to or, or, or sitted well with the customer. So you've really got to be able to exactly what part of the process the customer is in and, and how we can refine that. Um, another part of like the strategy to probably consider is, you know, are you working with affiliates? Are you getting referrals? Uh, social media marketing. You know, advertising campaigns. You know, you can really utilize various avenues uh, to bring in your customer footfall. And then once you've actually got, um, you know, that you know, are working with you, you can you can get your testimonials, your reviews, and that's going to help you to build further relationships and, and, and develop your brand even further but don't forget to you know revisit your strategy you know is the pricing right um, you know do you have the right marketing the right communication and language that's that's appealing to your customers is the team incentivized and are your kpis uh, key performance indicators and metrics uh, analyzed often and working so so those are probably quite a few of the areas to look at in your in your strategy and process and i think each one needs to be revisited quite often
1: Yeah, I like that. And it's really worth probably visualizing that, drawing that out, whether that's just on a whiteboard or a piece of paper or Mm. on flow charts, however you want. But um, yeah, that's really good advice. I know on the solo consulting side, I've seen one guy who's been in business for a decade, doesn't have a website, gets his, all of his work from a VC firm. They book in a phone call. He has the call. He does the work and he invoices them. So that's his sales process and it works for him. Others uh, larger consulting firms or even the HR tech firms. They've got various different form inquiries and different products that lead up the ladder and they need to map that out and conversion rates and stuff. So yeah, I, I like all the, the, the elements you've described. They're really useful to consider. Um, what about the, the next stage, which is with the coronavirus, everyone's on LinkedIn and they're in there sharing their thoughts and trying to message people and all that sort of stuff. What's the right way to use LinkedIn nowadays that it is so crowded and also how can people uh, approach people in the right way when doing messaging on LinkedIn?
2: Yeah, of course. And I like the example you gave over, uh, you know, the, the, the business you spoke about and it's great that everyone's got a, a way of working with their, with, with their sales process and strategy. Um, but you, you really need to, um, keep an eye on what's happening with your competitors and in the marketplace because the business world, uh, the digital uh, technology is, is forever adapting and social media being, you know, an absolute vital part of that. So for businesses who are not utilizing social media, I would actually implement that as part of their strategy. And we would, you know, restructure the time of days to be able to do that. And one of those platforms being LinkedIn, you know, it is the number one business to business platform out there. You've got about 30 million companies on LinkedIn and and I mentioned uh, at the start of this, you know, about working out, you know, should, should a business use utilize social media to their full advantage? Well, yes, because if you look at different demographics, you've got about 87 million millennials um, who are utilizing LinkedIn. And a lot of them are going to be, you know, uh, all different types of businesses, customers. So if your customers, a, a proportion of your customers are on LinkedIn and, and you are not utilizing it, then, then then, it is a marketplace which you are missing out on. Uh, you need to stay visual and you need to, you know, you need to have your services and brand out there. And that's why, you know, I do work with professional uh, business services, you know, some certainly exploiting uh, social media and LinkedIn, others aren't. And, and that's an area that, you know, needs to be adapted within the business. So regarding LinkedIn, you're right, it, it is a noisy place. Um, when I looked at it in, you know, when I was a headhunter for uh, my recruitment background, you know, and, 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 and every single business uh you know and and you know they would actually go onto linkedin they would research um their, their customer they would get to know them and their business and if you are not on linkedin and i would call it in my training having a first class linkedin profile then you may be neglected to be contacted um i, I was writing um, a blog series about millennial buy-in and i talk about you know what millennials do before they go and um, make a purchase decision this this could be a product or service base but you know more and more now people are researching and i think the reason is if you look at um statistics from trustpilot g2 90 92% um, of people's decisions on buying something is actually based on reviews so and it's the same thing for business and linkedin so you on your linkedin profile you really need to have you know what is it exactly you do uh, as a business you know and it's not just about what you know what what type of of clients you work with what type of achievements have you got you know your educational background your interests um, your personal profile images uh, uh, brochures attachments whatever it may be you know this is your platform to actually showcase who you are to everybody, and and effectively why someone should contact you, and and I feel you know you, you mentioned you know, it, it is a crowded place, uh, especially since uh, the you know unfortunately the coronavirus pandemic, so you know, people are now in LinkedIn and that means there's a lot of traffic out there. There's a lot of social media posts. Um, so you you are if, if you are looking to find new customers on there, and your profile is not up to date, then you know that that's a trick you're missing. Um, to be able to really kind of funnel uh, LinkedIn prospecting or contacting you know individuals on LinkedIn. I think the profiles first of all, first of all is have so you really kind of identify first of all as I mentioned who, who your customer avatar is. Um, you know whether it's a certain type of business, a certain type of industry, that's absolutely fine. But what what's the personality of that individual like? And and you know people I don't want to sound cliche but we all <laughs> have the term there. <laughs> buy from people um, but you know you can actually really build rapport and and relationships when you when you have similar interests so you know you might be following say the same type of you know, entrepreneurs like you know richard Brands, James, something like that. And the conversation style so you know re- you can identify people's um personalities on there and i think that's what you as, as a as a business need to actually go and research. It's not about a scatter scatter approach and just contacting as many people as possible. And we all don't like one of those messages, you know, a straightaway sell after you've been added, I'm sure you've had one yeah. of them before, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about really, you know, narrowing down who your customer avatar is, who you want to work with, you know, and it's funny in the sales training world, yes, it is about money, but more and more now I'm hearing, you know, I don't want to work with a a bad client and i think that's because you know you want to work with people that are gonna you know work with you and, and each point of the way you know whatever the the, the service provides them or with or the product you know the the, the the business transitions and um communication correspondence will be smoothly so first of all work out who your customer is Um, and next of all you know what's the behavior of your customer so why don't you join groups of interests with the same customers and then if you start maybe doing some indirect marketing uh, like blogging or posting some of your you know events on there or you know you know if you if you run your your own workshops etc you'll be surprised even if customers don't actually engage with you all the time they do see you so what you're effectively doing uh utilizing LinkedIn in a crowded space is first of all identifying who you are to your customer base um engage with them so you know you can like their posts and you know and you if you even before you connected you can follow uh, an individual of interest um and then you can actually see their social media posts so that's actually uh, you know a really good advice for anyone if they if, you know you're not connected yet and not everybody likes a cold uh, connection you know follow them uh, see see what their interests are see what they're posting about and then you know that can be the right time to actually personalize the message so the right way to probably connect with someone on linkedin is to personalize the message um it's not a numbers yeah. game how would you you know if someone so for example if someone was going to approach you what kind of personalized message would you like to see in the in the ad button connection
1: yeah great question um I've seen them all. And to be honest, I've <laughs> tested them all myself. I've, I've, I've done straight sales messages. I've done, get to know you. I've done no message at all. These days, I do like to have some sort of message that's just cause I'm I connect with so many people these days in the HR space. Uh, but I, I geez, if someone compliments me on something that I've written done or shared, that's, that's nice, isn't it?
2: Yeah. And I, and I think that's, and, you know, and <laughs> effectively it makes you feel good. So yeah, you know, uh, 90% uh, of, of, of the buy-in process is actually based on your emotive uh, thoughts and feelings rather than your cognitive um, processing. Yeah. So if, if you actually feel, you know, oh, someone's actually taken the time to research me, gain a bit of rapport and and added me for a reason so now i would make it quite clear if i'm adding someone new on there these are the reasons why i want to connect with you whether it's because i I work with the same type of companies as yourself or i these are these are my services i provide or we have similar connections and actually meeting people the more personalized message it is the more likely that they are gonna you know understand why you have contacts them and likely to reciprocate and, and and accept your ad
1: i like that so, what is the best way to move someone from a LinkedIn conversation to a phone call?
2: So, again, you know, it's it's kind of what we've spoken about. So, you've added them on there. No one likes that initial <laughs> salesy message. Um, yep. You're you're just loser. You know, all, all trust. So, I'm I'm going to use the the renowned term no like and trust. And um, and and I, I, I don't think that term would ever. You know go away uh you, you if you know someone or you know a similar network to someone then you're more than likely going to hear good things about them effectively it's what people say about you when you're not in the room yeah. um and then you know then you're building you know a, a, a picture of their credibility their authenticity um so so that that would be you know the first thing like so we mentioned you know you said yourself then you you know you like the fact someone's maybe give you a you know a compliment on, on whether it's your you know your, your your podcast your profile
1: your groups <laughs> the groups you run it's not um, my profile photo anyway but yeah
2: um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know people yeah if, if, if someone's complimented you effectively then you know it, it's going to make you feel good and people like to feel good so so maybe it is actually firstly supporting um their, their social media posts so like Comment, share their post. You know, you don't. It's, it's not. It's done in, in in the right way. You know, mm. in in a, in a in an appropriate you know amount of time frame. And you wouldn't want to do it like every second of every day. Um, but effectively, you're building rapport uh, with with someone who you've added, and effectively, you want to to progress further. So I think the last thing is trust. So it's not just about you know the content there providing on LinkedIn it's the content you're providing on LinkedIn so what are your social media posts about is is it the right language that's that's appealing to this is being your target customer are you actually writing articles on LinkedIn you know showing you're an expert within your field uh, and sharing them in the groups of interest uh, like I mentioned earlier so you know if you I do when I teach this we look at it like a social media strategy and we'll talk about what we can do say you know on a weekly basis with with your ideal customer and then and at, at, at an appropriate point and you can see you know how they've engaged with you during that time of course you're able to met private message them um, because you know you, you're connected and, and, and LinkedIn has that function when you private message them you know again it's not going in, in for a sale there, there's probably uh, you know unless I'm you know please correct me if I'm wrong but any transaction of money actually done you know in private messaging you know your aim is to have a phone call your aim yeah. is to get to know someone better you have seen their profile and you know I get some nice comments oh I see what you do on LinkedIn and, and it does help when you go to networking events because people have already kind of built bit. Of an image of you, so you know you, you, your your LinkedIn profile does need to be utilised um, and and effectively, so people can already you know it's kind of decreasing parts of the initial cold sales process you've already jumped three or four steps in because you're not having to introduce yourself to someone they can see you know who you are from linkedin and when you do private message someone you know a prospect you want to progress further they have seen you know what you've done with their uh, their social media posts they've seen maybe what you've done uh, on your so your linkedin and then when you do private messaging it might be you know oh, i like what your you know you you post the other day here's a link of interest that might you know that you know you might find fascinating could we have a conversation and chat or could we have a virtual coffee? Uh, so that's the best ways of uh, progressing someone to a conversation. Is first of all, don't go in with the quick sale. Build a relationship.
1: Yeah, I like that. And um, like I said, uh, I've tried most methods. I'm always testing different things, and mm. I have tested the let's pull up sales, navigator, to find people, and send them <laughs> yeah. messages, and, and that never works. I, I, I like to test it to make sure I'm not doing something <laughs> wrong. But um, yeah I like the method you're describing. You're, you're almost treating people as human beings. It's a, a bold approach.
2: <laughs> well, no, you're, you're right, Ben. And I mean, you know, LinkedIn Navigator has its uses, you know, especially if you can't, if you're not able to connect with someone, but, you know, rarely, you know, how many people come back straight away to that, that you do need to build that, as you said, that, that human bonds. Uh, and, and, you know, people do pipe, you know, from people, as I mentioned, they, they want to know, like, and trust you. Mm. And, and you can do that over LinkedIn, but you, you've got to, you know, do that in, a, in, in, in an appropriate manner.
1: Yeah. If I then turn to the sales process itself or, or to sales calls. So let's say you've, you've met someone or a pers- prospective business client and you've arranged to have a sales meeting. What's your recommended process for consultants, consulting firms to run a sales call on zoom with a prospective new B2B client? Yeah. So it's,
2: it's an interesting question. Um, and I, if, uh, I w- I've actually got, um, I've written my own uh, video, conferencing guide document it's on my website oh. um so you know i commend you know it's, it's, it's if you look in the correct careers com website it's on the uh, free gift section and you can download that but um
1: i'll get so, i'll share the link by the way i will share the link to that oh, so, brilliant. If, you're listen, if you're listening to this check the show notes for that one
2: so, so individuals can actually go on there and look at that guide, and I'm sure other people have, you know, been talking quite a lot about video conferencing recently, obviously due due to you know COVID situations. Um, but on there, it, it's, it's it's no different really to actually having a face to face meeting. You know, but the first the first thing to be aware of is, first of all, make sure that the technology is working to your requirements. So that that does mean, you know, you know, especially if it's if it's a pitch meeting you know make sure you know you know you know you know how to use zoom or, or, or other video conferencing tools um so there's no awkward moments make sure you know you you do have that that time where possible and that that quiet surrounding so you can really engage with someone um but, but effectively you are just treating it as as you would do if you was going to go for a business meeting or, or to a coffee shop um a couple of things i probably would suggest um that uh, you know is, is engagement with zoom and then i uh I, you know and i'm sure others have as well but I identify this a lot more recently when I'm delivering workshops or online training you know um, humans actually have an 8 second attention span and uh, do you know that's actually one second uh, less than a fish <laughs> 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 um, although there is you know different if that changes all the time when you look on Google etc but so if you know and it's na- it's natural human nature you know, we all slightly lose attention uh, you know especially when you're not actually face to face with someone because there are a lot of distractions around so you know what you do need to also do is make sure you are really engaged engaging with your, your your customer on zoom so of course it's it's questioning listening to their you know and identifying their needs definitely but why not you know do something else and uh, you know make sure you're sharing uh, documents um, or information in the chat and actually get actions done by the client so you, you you've got their attention and also you can share a screen and you can even do like annotations on on your own pitch uh, or your own presentation for example so you know make sure you are utilizing zoom in 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 these types of ways so you can then really get the attention and the engagement from your prospects um i think i think the the challenge will be for a lot of businesses uh, you know a, a friend of mine who works in procurement supply chain and you know there's you know the amazing deals and you know high high value sort of you know uh, money we're talking about here you know yep. you, you're used to doing that face to face and yeah. you know you can really understand the body language uh, you know the, the 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 way you know the customers reacting and and how to close that effectively it's a little bit more challenging over Zoom uh, especially if there are distractions and <laughs> and also with you know with the hit of a button you could actually you know Get off Zoom if you want to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can't. So you've got to be, you know, slightly not careful not to probably push too much. Um, so what you, you know, but in this world where more and more people will be using Zoom and continue to use Zoom, you know, following COVID, you, they will understand that okay, you know, the, the, we we do need to get to a point of sale. Um, video conferencing so it's just making sure that you know you are reading the signals properly from the the prospects and that you are you know making sure that you you've 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 really listened to what their 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 needs are and then make sure you know at that point you either then book a follow-up meeting you know whether on the zoom call with you or if it is going to send over a proposal etc then make sure you have all the information you need to be able to do that and you know because everyone is in kind of a similar situation that we we will have to also individually as business uh, owners or, you know, you know, directors, manager directors, you know, HR professionals, whoever it is, we all are going to have to realise that it it won't be so much face to face, at least for the moment, we we are going to have to close deals using Zoom, etc. Yeah.
1: I suppose one of the big things in the HR world is that many consultants, they love brainstorming and educating and sharing good ideas. The problem is they can sometimes give away too much information or get lost in planning advice and so on on a sales call. And that can work to the extent that prospective new clients become convinced that they can then go and do it themselves. They don't need this consulting firm to do the work or they've got the skills now they ah that's the plan we should be doing what's your advice on how not to give away the farm on a sales call
2: yeah it's a a great point uh there ben and you know as like myself you know individuals do like to talk (laughs) (laughs) um and you know you you don't you don't want to give it all away uh, because, you know, that's defeating your object as, as an individual who's trying to, you know, build business relationships with individuals. It's, I'll give you a scenario. Um, so uh, sales professionals, some of them, you know, and, you know, it's from my background as well, uh, you know, it, when I was in recruitment and you're after your, your, your targets and your KPIs, it's like you're a racehorse with blinkers on. Um, <laughs> and this <laughs> so is a scenario I give. So it's like you're focused on on one thing. And um, because you're like obviously you know for a racehorse to win the race, but because you're focused on that, you're you're not being fully aware of of you know the situation or asking the right questions or, or, or only providing the, the, the right information. So the first thing I would do, and it's great you know that you're saying you know people are prepared for sales calls, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, but maybe it's actually using the the, the Pareto rule, the, the 80-20, uh, you know, listening and talking yeah. to your client. So get your client to, t- build a rapport, get your get your client to talk. Uh, you know, the more they're talking, the more you're listening, and the more you can actually really identify their needs. And then rather than you giving away everything, as you sort of mentioned, the farm on a sales call, you can use some useful information uh, and excite the excite the customer, you know. So you know, basically, you could say. So if they had it, if they had a problem, you know, within a certain area of the business. Okay, so this is what I've done with a customer before. This is this is how I resolved it for them. And at X, Y, and Z. This is you know, in, increased profits or, or retention rates or whatever it may be. You know, discussion of you know, give them that exciting information, and then you don't have to you know give them all the information of exactly what to do. You you and effectively, you know, you are an expert in your field, so you you want to work with them, and and they should be wanting to work with you so play to your strengths build relationships with them build you know really understand each other's personality and definitely you know just just listen more than speaking and if you can do that you'll you'll really get to the like you know real needs of what a client is asking for rather than just you know wanting your your sort of free advice but at the end if you can definitely demonstrate and a good point which we mentioned earlier you know how to, to do, you should be now it's going to be more auditory or visual learning so rather than know neostatic when you would you know have paper and products and brochures you know in front of you so so you know speak aloud you know testimonials case studies this is what my clients are saying about me you know because that it's about what people say about you and then that's going to give more and if it's a similar type of business like if it's a competitor of that, that individuals they're going to be wanting to work with you moving forward
1: yeah okay i think people can use that differently in sales calls going forward what about handling the old chestnut of you know at the end of the meeting Hey, that was great talking with you. Can you send us the details or send us a proposal and we'll take a look at it? And then things go cold. What's your advice on handling that issue?
2: Yeah, so the follow up process is, is is from my experience is one of the areas that is is, is that that needs to be re strategized or analyzed uh, within the sales process and strategy of any business. Uh-huh. And and the reason is and. Um, you know, research I've been looking at, so 80, 80% of sales are actually made on the 5th to 12th contact. Um, and whether that, that is probably for a prospect in uh, part of the process. But I feel it's also very similar for uh, the follow-up and, and, and the proposal stage um, of the of the process. So, you know, first of all, um, demonstrate your passion and your authenticity and, and follow up with that client straight away you know and uh, you know obviously or, or within a few hours if you had uh, the, your business requirements but so don't leave it any longer than 24 48 hours because they will lose interest yeah. or or they maybe go and research a competitor especially have if they have a need right now so you and, and also you're going to kind of show them the type of character and mindset you have when working with them so i'm sure yourself Ben, and my, you know me you know i do think straight away so it really does show to the customer that you know, you're proactive, you're efficient, uh, and, you, and you want to resolve their problem. Now, around 40% of sales reps, they do tend to start, stop contacting prospects um, after the first attempt or the first follow-up so from some research and reading online. So that's the same if you send a proposal and you probably, you know, contact them politely to say, okay, so where are we at with this right now? You know, what's your thoughts? Is there anything else we can discuss or provide you further? And you may not hear back from them. But that shouldn't despond you because, you know, it might be that the individual you spoke to has to uh, make a decision with other, other leaders within the business. Uh, it might be that they are reviewing information and quite rightly so, they probably are looking at a couple of other um, proposals as well, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might just be that something has happened within their business, you don't know that because you don't work in their business and they are just dealing with that priority. So you, you really need to understand, you know, what's happening in the, in, in the customer's business, You know. I know it's in your business. It is urgent to get this the, the proposal move through, <laughs> get the sale move through. You can put it on the, on the board, and you can tell your you know your leaders, or you know you know helps with your you know cash flow. But you know it, you've really got to understand the the, the actual customer. So politely keep in touch with them, and, and quite often you know, and until someone says they are not interested, you know they they have they have left it open to you, and and even if they if the sale doesn't convert like within the first couple of weeks, it might not be that they don't want your service or products right now. It's just that you know, their need might be more stronger in a few weeks or a few months time. But if you aren't the person who are following up with that um, customer and a competitor of yours is, who do you think they might purchase from moving yeah. forward? Yeah,
1: absolutely. You're actually reminding me of a, a contract we signed once when in, in my HR consulting business and they took forever to agree to go ahead with the project proposal we'd worked out. And then they said, Oh, could you send us the, updated version of the contract so we looked at it checked anything the numbers and all that sort of stuff the only thing we changed on, changed on it was the year we actually had to add another year on it because 12 months had passed but really we kept in touch and it was you know, a huge company and so you got to take your time and stuff but it, <laughs> it did eventually come around so yeah you know, i like the advice to keep just following up because it it's not just that not, they don't want to work with you there are other things at play
2: Yeah, I mean, in in my recruitment background, you know, uh, the amount of times, uh, you know, abundant of examples I could give you where you know I kept in touch with clients and recruitment obviously is a very different challenging yeah. uh, world some you know most people say it is the the hardest sales industry to be in um, I'm sure there are very other hard ones as well um, but you know if, if you are not following up with your your customer and 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 you would be surprised you know and I'm not saying people forget you but you know you're not always on the forefront of their mind so if you stop contacting them um, say about a recruitment need for example and then they've got another recruitment agency that it is contacting them and you know and doing all those touch points uh, with, with them to build a relationship and, they, and a vacancy comes live because you know recruitment happens very quickly sometimes they may go to that person so you really do need to build a strong follow-up process and that would be a good part of your sales strategy
1: absolutely and that's actually one reason i'm such a fan of doing content marketing uh, you're educating the market and helping them find out solutions and things but it's an, it's an opportunity to keep in touch and Um, LinkedIn's wonderful you can post stuff so these people see your content or you can go and like their content or their posts and Thumbs up on a comment they've made just it's a small way of keeping in touch. I found but yeah, that's that's really useful. Thank you for that Um, So we're heading towards the end, but if a consulting firm is not converting enough sales calls into new clients, what should they do?
2: so Probably going back to the start of the conversation and it's, it's, you know, you, you've really got to keep an eye on your metrics and and you've got to do this, you know, whether it's a manager of a team or the, the, the directors of a business or the, 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 the CEO, you know, I'm sure, you know, it will all feed through, through, feed through, you know, the top down approach. You've really got to analyze, okay, so what, what's happening, what's working and what's not working. And, you know, if you, if you're having enough sales calls uh, with new clients, um, but you know, they're not they're not converted the leads are good but the, the conversion rates aren't, aren't happening the, the the money's not in the bank shall we say uh, you need to look at the process so whether whether it's that the the customer journey is is not correct yeah whether whether the the follow-up times the follow-up lead times are too long whether they haven't received the appropriate uh, marketing material um or, um, or brochures or, or product testing types or whatever it may be that that they need to have received during that process Mm -hmm. um, or a lengthy time frame then you know those are areas to look at but I think uh, one area probably you know for businesses to look at depending on so if we're talking about SMEs or you know maybe even moving up to corporate companies you know maybe maybe really look at the team so are they in the right roles? You know, is is you know, uh, when I was doing um, a project for um, a UK leading healthcare and travel you know company SME recently, uh, you know, is, does someone have a better skill set sitting in more of a you know a relationship building role and account management yeah, role, yeah. and then move someone into maybe the, the new business uh, prospecting team? You know, really play to the strengths of employees. Um, looking at you know, what are the, are they motivated? You know, do you know individual drivers? You know, it is about people within the business now. You know, not only for retention rates, but you know so that they can have a a career and and, and longevity with with a business so do you know what drives someone and it might just be really looking at some incentives or rewards you know and and that might that might help the sales conversion because it's given extra uh, you know uh, drive for you know one of the sales team members and effectively you know maybe revisit the training you know when was the last time they had a training have they been trained on all uh, resources so in in a study I did um, 83% of sales professionals actually require or want more uh, support using social media for building business relationships. Yes. So when I actually identified that uh, last year, you know, that, that, that was a market for me, you know, because if, if you're not trained on it appropriately within the business, I mean, ha, ha, you know, please do let me know Ben, you know, the companies you speak with on your podcast, but you know, on the onboarding process is social media training part of the onboarding process.
1: Probably not, no. <laughs> you know,
2: and, and that is the market that we are moving into now. So, you know, are the team having the right training? So it doesn't have to be social media. It could be, you know, have they had their negotiation training? Do they know, you know, how many options to provide when they are following up? Um, how are they, you know... Um, Initially, starting in the conversation with a prospect, and also the types of question. The question probably is one of the biggest uh, topic areas within the, within a the sales call. Uh, you know, because if you are not really identifying the customer's needs, uh, then then you are not going to be able to provide them with the solution. So, so I would say to anyone who you know, as your question was, if they are not converting enough sales calls. <laughs> Revisit the sales process. Look at the customer journey, but also look at you know team development and and look at how you can support you know converting more clients and you know effectively yeah hitting the the target you set the the business has set.
1: Yeah, definitely. You're you just reminded me of another situation where I was heading up a, an HR function and building up an inbound marketing functioning function at the same time in a tech firm, and we just got I don't know fifteen million dollars of funding, and it was all over the press, and so. I was getting lots of inbound recruitment firm inquiries. Um, Who knows, maybe from you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, all of the messages were, oh, congratulations on your funding. You're obviously going to be hiring. Yes, we were. Um, We'll do it for cheap. We'll do it for cheap. We'll do it for cheap. And here I was doing two jobs at the same time or manically hiring to grow this company really quickly, et cetera, et cetera. We raised $15 million. Money wasn't the object. Or the oh. issue it was time so if people had understood and reviewed their sales process as you suggest they would have oh. gone deep into the what's the customer needs uh, as you said you know what the buyer journey and all that sort of thing. so that they would have made more sales for sure so yeah i really uh, respect that that approach you've suggested um you've you've shared so much valuable information here thank you jamie if people want to hire you learn from you work with you what should they do next
2: yeah, and thank you for having me on show. Ben really enjoyed the uh, discussions yeah. and and you know getting to know each other more. And and you know that it's all you know. Any you speak with someone, you learn about their experiences, their case studies. So yeah, I really like to network. So yeah, for anyone uh, speaking two ways, really, you can go onto my website and and you know www.correctcareerscoaching.com. Um, my contact details are all on on that. Um, and also catch me on LinkedIn. So it's, it's Jamie Martin. You should find me uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to receive uh, you know uh, an introductory message from yourself. <laughs> based on my profile and uh,
1: yeah, I look forward to, uh, you know, connect Great. So if you're listening to this, uh, we'll put the show notes, uh, the links in the show notes to check out uh, Jamie's website and also to get in touch with him via LinkedIn. And I highly recommend you say something nice in your connection request <laughs> as you've learned today. Jamie, thank you very much. It's been great chatting with you. I appreciate you joining me.
2: And you too, Ben. Thanks so much.